I came across an article recently from the Chronicle of Philanthropy, and it says the following. Foundations nationwide commit nearly half a billion dollars to racial justice. This got me thinking, what are we currently doing to give to our black charities? Obviously, there's a lot of money flowing all over the place. So how do you build the right charity? How do you attract those funds? How do you put yourself in line to be one of the top charities, top black charities, receiving these funds? So we stopped by to talk to supportblackcharities.org, and we got all the info for you. So without further ado, we're going to jump into this conversation about how August is Black Philanthropy Month. And we're going to be joined by Onik, and she's going to give us the full game about supportblackcharities.org and the charity space altogether. Now, if you want to connect with our guest today, send us a message at blackequitynetwork at gmail.com. Also, go ahead and subscribe to be part of our Patreon community. And before the show gets started, head over to Instagram and follow us at Black Equity Network and text us so you can get all the alerts straight to your phone. Now, let's jump into this episode and let's have this conversation about how to support black charities since this is Black Philanthropy Month. I'm DJ Motri of Black Equity Network and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. back for another great episode of Black Equity, and I've actually wanted to have this conversation for quite some time. Uh, Whenever we began uh, this uh, platform of Black Equity Network, connecting business owners and investors, and then of course we released the podcast, I knew one of the areas that we would need to focus on are our, our Black charities and understanding exactly what are the issues that they face and what are the triumphs that they've gone through in order to uh, give back to our community and really what the purpose is of Black Charities. Uh, So on the line now, I have uh, Anik. Anik, welcome to Black Equity uh, Podcast. Um, uh, Welcome to Black Equity. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. For those who do not know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself and the organization that you represent. Yes, so my name is Anik Silencieux. Um, I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada. Uh, my parents are from the Caribbean. Um, they're from Haiti. Um, and so I, I want to say that I'm unique, but I'm not. I do have a twin sister. And so um, I always like to throw that nice. out. It's it's giving me and her some problems by not saying it. So I just thought I'd put it out there at the beginning. Um, and so my journey, my organization is called Support Black Charities. And the disclaimer I give is the word charity. Um, charity for me is obviously registered charities, registered nonprofit, nonprofits that are not registered or even grassroots organizations. Any organization that is black led and that is serving the black community. And that 
is worldwide. So essentially that's what the name is. And I said support black charity. It's, you know, in terms of branding, it's clear what, what I'm, what I'm about. Yes. And I was always very inspired by the movement to support black businesses. Um, I get it. I do it. You know, I want to live the black experience and I understand why it's important. Um, but I've all, I was always involved in the charities in different, different ways. And I said, well, the same way we support black businesses to help the financial aspect of our community, there's also the wellness aspect of our community. And so what about support? What about charities? Mm -hmm. and so, so I've done some work with charities and there was one position that I had where I was the only black person in the, uh, the venture and my role was to look for organizations uh, to help them fundraise. And so I told myself, I'm going to go look for black charities. This is, this is going to be my mission. This is going to be my role with this company. And it was kind of hard to find them because if, if the word black is not in your name, then I can't, if I Google you, you might not come up. Right. So I had to really dig deep, but then, you know, after a while I had a really big list. And so some people would come to me and say, Anik, I'd like to, uh, give to a charity who should I give to and then I would just ask them so what are you into you know what's what's your hobby what's what's your passion what what, what are your skills and then try to align these things with a cause and so I, I, I was kind of doing a little matchmaking with people's hobbies and then the causes that I knew and then I told myself I have something here like I could make this um, something official and so with the knowledge that I had, with some of the skills that I had in previous ventures, I came to a point where I just, I had, I knew exactly, I had the idea, I knew what to do, and I had nothing stopping me. So I said, I have to do it. And so I gave myself three years. We're in year two right now. And it's awesome. Um, gave myself three years to try it. I'm mm -hmm. the person that I hate to regret. Yes. And I think a lot of people have ideas. And then a year later, somebody else has monetized your idea. Yes. Um, and so I gave myself three years and then I, I started it. And, you know, it takes a little bit. It was, it's a side hustle. Um, so it's not related to my nine to five, but this is a side hustle. And when I had a little time, I put in it and I had a little money, I put in it and then it grew uh, dynamically really well. Mm -hmm. It got a lot of ideas, people coming to me. It was, I, I really liked the way it grew. And then the recent events uh, at the end of May in the U.S. with George Floyd just yes. exploded. And, you know, I was, I was also angry. I was, you know, in my feelings and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then I noticed I do have a platform and I do have a voice and I can actually talk about it. And I didn't um, make the link right away with my organization and how people wanted to help. So I was flooded with, um, emails, people contacting me and say, how can I help? Uh, just because it says, we were talking about, the narrative was to support Black people. Yes. And my organization is support Black charities. And so I, I, I'll be honest, I, it took me by surprise. Uh, but ever since, it's been 24-7 for me and I've grown well. I want to thank people who have, you know, reached out to me and um, my, vision, my vision has grown definitely grown. So um, essentially the organization, what it is at its core is it's an online directory of organizations. I want to make it easy for people to find organizations serving the black community. It's, 
uh, divided in nine categories from sports to location to entrepreneurship to arts um, to empowerment to leadership um, different things and then the other side to it is i want to be able to highlight people that are doing well in our community there's this narrative that black people are this and that i'm not about that and i think it's important to have a platform where we can highlight the work that people are doing and some of the great work is within the charitable sector. And so that's essentially at the core, that is what my organization is. So I, I prospect for organizations to add them to my site and the organizations that are on my site, they're worldwide, uh, but they are vetted. It's important to uh, make sure that there's transparency when you talk about donors and supporters yeah. in the charitable sector. That's what I've seen in my experience. So over the, the last five years, I've come up with a list of seven requirements. And then every time I come across an organization, I kind of uh, compare them to the seven requirements and see um, if they have at least four, then they can be on my, um, organiz on, the, on my directory. If they have five, then I feature them. Um, the ones that don't, um, I'm developing programs to help them get to that point. Nice. And some people are saying, well, you're being too exclusive. I'm not thinking about exclusivity. I'm thinking about more raising the bar. Yeah. Um, so standard. exactly having a standard. I mean, one thing that I've noticed over the years is I've looked at, I, I want to say hundreds and hundreds of organizations for the previous venture that I had and the ones that do well, they all have things in common. Not, not only for the black community, I'm talking any type of charity or sure. organizations. And so I just said for an organization to be successful, they need to have at least these requirements. And so I put it into my organization. Um, and I'm like, I want organization to have, to succeed essentially. Right. So then today's world, you know, you have to have a digital presence. And I think uh, the charitable sector is one step behind in terms of there's so many resources for businesses. You want to start up a business, you want to start up this, but not as much for charities. It's a slightly different way of marketing because you're marketing a cause and a mission as opposed to a product and a service. Um, and also you're asking for funds um, and, so, and, and support. And so it's slightly different, but I wanted to be part of that conversation and I want to be um, known in the community, um, that person that helps charities uh, raise the bar and um, be, I, I was going to say profitable, but just uh, recognized and having the support that they need. And so that's essentially what Support Black Charities is. It's an online directory, vetted, and it's a way for me to highlight the good work that people are already doing. Thank you so much for building this uh, platform because I don't think people quite understand how this is filling a void that was in the marketplace. Yeah. And I, of course I want to get to that. I also want to get to how do I choose the right charity? Um, how do I, uh, how do I set up my charity and what, what, you know, what is the best way to be vetted? So if I can understand your vetted process, then that would help me, if I want to start my own nonprofit, that would help me make sure that I have all my ducks in the row. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, let's go to that first point. Mm -hmm. What was the void that you saw that, that you know that your company is filling that void? Well, 
I did not see, there's a lot of directories for charities out there, but not specifically for Black. And I was really inspired by the Support Black Businesses movement. I was right. inspired by that. Uh, you know, going to different events and just Black businesses. And I'm like, we could have Black charities here too. Um, but also, I think we're there. I think, you know, Black people globally, I think we're there. We have Black billionaires. We have Black business people. We, we have Black people everywhere. We, it's time for us to have our own network. I mean, yes. literally, we are there. You know, other ethnicities, they have their own network and it's solid and it works. And that, that's really what I felt. I felt like this is time for us to take our community in our own hands and, and we're there, you know. And the other thing that I noticed, uh, speaking as, as specifically to your question, there's a lot of Black giving groups. And so Black giving groups are looking for Black organizations. And so I said, there's a demand for what I'm doing. Yes. Well, if I could be that supply, um, so that's what I said. I said we're, it's it's perfect. I mean we're we're there. We're we're at a point where black people have a place in the world. We take care of our own, and black charities is a way to take care of our own. And I want to get more black people uh, contributing to their own community, to the wellness of their own community. And so that is the niche that I found is. Black people helping themselves and creating the platform to make it easy for them to find these organizations globally. So you have business owners and investors who are currently listening to Black Equity. And I know part of their uh, strategy is, well, how do I uh, put in with, you know, a charity that will be a tax uh, refundable situation? So for some, it's a strategy. But then you also want to have, and we'll get to kind of the criteria, but you also want to have something that is near and dear to your heart. So it's like you're kind of coming from this from two different angles. So I'll just come out and ask, as a business owner, as an investor, how do I choose the right charity for me? Yes, there's several ways. And uh, before I get into that, I should say that uh, a lot of people say, why should businesses get into that conversation? And then... Listen, McDonald's does it, Walmart does it. They all have a camp. You know, when you go to the cash, there's that little box in the front where they ask you to donate money for their camp for kids. Uh, Starbucks has it. And so the big um, organizations, they do it to have a foot in the community, to have a link to the community. It's not all about the business. It's also about helping the community. The other aspect for a business is um, to create a story about your organization and the community. Today, marketing, it's all about creating stories. And so it, the technical part is that, yes, it, it gives you an, an opportunity to promote your business, whether you sponsor an event or you partner with a charity, then your name is on that website. When they do an, up, when they do an, an event, your name is going to be somewhere on a t-shirt, um, on a cup, something. So in terms of businesses, the bottom line is you get you have another opportunity to promote. Um, some of the three ways that I always say is that it could be a charity that is aligned with your product or your service. If you are, you know, a, you your business is in sports, then there's a lot of charities that create sports opportunities for uh, children. Then there's a great link right there. 
or if it's not so much with your product or service, maybe it's a, one of your employees um, that just, you know, um, I don't know, has cancer and just, uh, you know, got over cancer and now, now everybody knows about it and now you want to align yourself with a charity that um, is around cancer. Or it could just be a team building event. Um, in one of my, the companies that I work in my nine to five, um, as a group, we went to volunteer. So it creates um, just a culture. You know, I've, I've been part of the corporate culture, uh, actually in Canada and in America, because I've, okay. worked, I've worked in the US as well. And in my current company, culture is important. So, and, and trust me, if you get a group of people volunteering at an event, it, there's something, it's different. And I say to everybody, if you've never volunteered before, It'll change. It'll change you. Just the, the fact of giving. But as a business, um, the link is to to choose. It could be something that's related to your product or service. It could be something that is really uh, important for your um, for your uh, colleagues or your employees. Um, or it could be something totally random. You could use the narrative of, I don't know. There's been you know, a tragedy somewhere in your local community, you hear about something happening and one charity is in the news, why don't you just approach them and say, as a business, we'd like to help you. It, it, there, a link is important, it does help, but it also, it just broadens your reach also. It doesn't have to be specific to your product, but if you do, that's even better. The other side is again, it creates a story you know, on, on social media a picture opportunity, you know, this company um, had a great event associate themselves with a, a, an organization or a cause in the community, you know, promotion, a little bit of news coverage, that organization, um, and also it creates customers. Uh, that organization, those members uh, could become your customer. You're out there in the community, your name is plastered on everything. I think that's kind of the ROI that um, it might not be a, a specific percentage of ROI that you're looking for, but um, you don't know. You never know. And I think just being out there, um, your presence, and knowing that the community is supported by a charity, but also by a Black business, uh, I think it comes full circle. You know, community, um, business, and charity, it, they're all quite related. You know, the charity helps the community the business helps the charity and then the community ends up buying it <laughs> at, the, at the business. So I think that's the, that's the advantage um, for a business to get involved. I think what you're saying is so important because many people see supporting black charities and they just say oh it comes down to a money situation so it's like oh, i just want to throw money somewhere and i'm done but you're from what i'm hearing what you're saying is this is a very strategically uh placed situation this could be a strategic alliance for your company uh whether it be through team building and creating that atmosphere uh, I know I, I had volunteered one place at a, a organization that built homes. So okay. our organization uh, brought that organization in and, you know, now you have a group of team members instead of working that day on this particular day, they're going out there to volunteer to help build a home. 
So now you get to take a picture in front of the home that you've built. And now you have your 10 people that were part of your company have that experience together, like you said, to build culture. But I've also seen the other side where, you know, you have an organization uh, that is directly linked uh, to your product. You know, if you are a bank and you have a organization that is dedicated to financial literacy, it just kind of makes sense to uh, weave that into your, your narrative. So I love what you're saying is make it make sense. But like you said, there are some times where things just happen to happen and you have that, that spirit that says, hey, this is what we're going to get behind. It may not be directly linked to a product or service, but I, I, I believe in what this mission is. Oh, yes. Yes. And, you know, right now, I, you know, I'm not very knowledgeable of um, what's going on specifically in the U.S., but I'll talk sure. a little bit about Canada because okay. I live in Toronto now. Um, and right now, if you have anything Black in your name, <laughs> Canada is, has been, in response to what's going on, uh, the funding, the opportunities, it's been incredible. Awesome. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, you know, when you say black, black lives matter or black this matter, I said black, everything matters right now. Uh, and as a, as a black business, you just hop on to that narrative and you're so relevant. So it boosts your, you can now tell your allies or the rest of the, the you know, I'll say the other ethnicities say, I'm a business, I'm black and I'm supporting my own. It just adds to the culture of your company and your mission and what you stand for. Um, and I think that's, that's important, uh, we, especially right now. Right now, you're, I mean, the, the people that have come to me, uh, foundations, businesses, corporations, um, and I see this, this is the time. This is right now the time to, to, to you know, get on that um, bandwagon and make it, make it your own. As a charity, this is like, this is black privilege, you know? Mm. This is a time where it doesn't matter. I, I have to say, you know, I do vet organizations, but it doesn't matter what you do right now. <laughs> you're serving the black community. You're getting black privilege. This yeah. is it. I'm getting it, you know, um, and I'm taking full advantage of it. it. It's time for us to get a little bit of that. I think so. <laughs> privilege to us. And, um, you know, that's what the definition of privilege is to get positive, um, positive, I guess, outcome based on your race. Yeah. So now we can, you know, I, I'd like to to coin the phrase, you know, black privilege because we, we, we hear white privilege, but right now, uh, black privilege is starting and we need to capitalize on it and it, whatever angle. It definitely feels like the tables have shifted and everything is in our favor. No matter what happens from here, mm -hmm. I think we're all seeing, okay, it's now our time. You know, y'all had y'all time. Now we get to learn from, you know, maybe the world's mistakes and figure out how do we move forward. So I, I love this conversation because there's a lot of people who are starting businesses and they're looking for funding or they already have funding and they're operating and they're bringing in their revenue. But some, some companies never uh, sit down and say, wow, well, what charity are we going to work with? What foundation are we going to work with? What company are we going to um, align with or what organization are we going to align with that's going to be giving back to the community? And so I see this as a foundational conversation for any business owner out there, uh, especially black owned businesses, but really any business out there who wants to, to pour into uh, the black community. So 
what is your vetting process? Because I know people are going to go to your website. They're going to want to learn uh, about the different organizations. What is the vetting process uh, for an organization who wants to be a part of what you're doing? Yes, so um, I'll go through them. Um, one, of the vet- one of the points is to, 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 to have an online presence. Uh, you don't have a choice today. You really don't have a choice. You need to have an online presence. Um, it's obviously a website or social media. And I have been approached by a lot of organizations that don't have a website, but they have, they're on social media. So I am right now, you need to have a website. That is one of my um, requirements, but I'm open to opening it up to organizations that are, don't have a website. Sometimes there's just a movement, yeah. a movement online and they're valid. They're, you know, what they're doing, their, their engagement. And so I don't want to exclude them. I feel like I can't exclude them anymore just because they don't have a website. So what I'm asking from them is at least have two social media accounts. The reason why I say that is you need to have a static place where your mission and what you're about is written. And the example is Facebook. The reason why I say Facebook is because you have an about page and in the about page with Facebook, you can, um, say what you're about, you can talk about your mission, you can say your story. You can't really say that uh, with Twitter or um, Instagram, just because you don't have a lot of real estate in the top. <laughs> but with Facebook, you do. Uh, and so you can definitely talk a little bit more. So I'm opening that up slowly. But uh, website, just because it has, uh, you can have static stuff on your website, it's easy to get see your track record, see what you've been doing. So that's number one. Number two, you have to be active for at least two years. Um, The reason is some organization, and at first I had put one year, and now I kind of put it to two years because especially right now, some organizations that weren't really active are suddenly waking up saying, wow, we have a new vision, we have a new purpose with what's going on. And so, but two years for me is important because it shows a track record, it shows that you've you're established and i want people that go on my website to be able to know exactly i don't have to find out is this organization even active no it is if it's on my website it is right it's on my website it has a website um and so that's one of them a third one is uh having a clear mission statement clear mission statement and vision and what I mean by clear, sometimes I go on organization and the, the mission is, I want to help Black youth. That's not specific enough. Um, how? How are you going to do that? You know, the mission is what you want to do and the vision is how you're doing it. Right. And I need people to be a little more specific. You do, do you know how many organizations want to help Black youth? How do you stand out? You know, be a little more specific, you know, and that's what I... That's what I'm looking for. If they're not specific enough that I, I go back to them and say, well, um, explain to me a little bit more how you're doing it. And I would suggest you changing that on your website. Again, some people take the criticism, some don't, um, but I'm just trying to help. You know, right. I hope that people can see that uh, based on the experience that I've had, I've seen the good and the bad and the ugly, and I want to focus on the good. Um, the other part is number four, I guess, is a clear sorry, a clear uh, call to action. Okay. What are you looking for? It's not always money. Some people have the funding, they just don't have volunteers. 
some people just need to you know raise awareness on their issue they ha they don't some people don't need the funding i'll, I'll i don't want to there's one organization there's there's a cause for black women uh, around fibroids that is black women i mean 70% of black women have these issues you have organizations that are like a support group so they're not really looking for money they're just looking to raise awareness right so today in the digital world is a like, a share, a retweet, a repost. This is how you can support that organization. They're not, look. yes, they're always going to be a donate button. But if you look at their mission, it's to raise awareness. And so I want people to stop thinking charity, money. No, it could be time, raising awareness. Uh, obviously, money is always there, but it, sometimes it's also um, uh, items. They're looking for clothes. They're looking for shoes. They're looking for books. And so I want people to be a little bit open um, to not be as ne negative when you hear, when you hear the, the term charity. Um, and so I also want charities to be very, um, to be, uh, I mean, very clear about what they're uh, asking for. Yes. Not to only keep it to money. Uh, look inside and see what you really need, but that has to be very clear. Uh, and on that point, uh, a lot of times people will put a donate button on their website. You click donate and it takes you directly to the form. That's something that I don't really like. What I advise people, write what you're doing, what, what, list what you're fundraising for. And if you currently don't have a fundraising campaign, you can list what people have fundraised for before. It needs to be outlined. You want to engage or get people involved in your mission by saying where this money is going to go. Um, same thing for volunteering. If you're looking for volunteer, you need to list exactly what people are going to do when they volunteer. If you have an, is it going to be registering people when they come into the event? Is it going to be on the phone? Are you going to be serving food? Are you going to be driving people home? Be specific. Because I've, I've volunteered in so many organizations and I showed up to one and the guy said, uh, do you drive a truck? I'm like, whoa, no, I don't drive a truck. And, and I said, he said, well, you want to volunteer? I said, you never specified driving a truck. I would not have volunteered if I knew this what it entailed. So it gave me a bad experience. And if that, if that organization had put on their website exactly what they were looking for, I wouldn't have volunteered because I don't drive a truck. But maybe right. someone who does would have, right? right? So that's the clear call to action is really important. And especially because I've noticed in my organization, you know, I look at Google Analytics, analytics, um, and I noticed that the average time that people spend on my website is two minutes and 37 seconds. That wow. is unbelievable. So then you have just this time to get people in, hooked on what you're looking for. <laughs> and you need to have everything on your website. There's no, if you want to volunteer, please contact me. If you want to donate, please contact me. No, that extra step people are not going to do. It needs to be right there on your website. So these are some of the things that um, are really important for that step. Every time, I, every time I prospect an organization and I click on the donate button and it takes me directly to how much money you're going to give, I'm just like, oh, no. You need, what am I giving money for? It need, and that's the transparency that organizations need to have. 
And that's the transparency that supporters are looking, supporters of businesses are looking. You want to know where your money goes. That's yeah. super important. Um, the other point is um, current uh, projects. So there needs to be in your menu on your website um, projects. And you want to say current projects, ongoing projects, or if you don't have anything right now, you need to show past projects. Okay. Past projects shows your track record. And, you know, between you and I, when you have an organization that lists the project in a way to show what they've done, it shows the intent of you have a foundation, you want to show people what you've done, a little professionalism and a good foundation. And so that's one thing that is really important. So some, I always look for some keywords on the website. Uh, for the previous point, the keyword is get involved. Get involved and in the sub-menu, donate, raise awareness, volunteer. Uh, because when you go to a website, like I said, two minutes, you need to have these words that pop up to you and you go directly to get involved and you go directly to project to see what is this organization currently doing? And this is your place to be able to really outline what you do and then show your impact. Um, and your, whenever you talk about a project, you really want to explain the impact that this will have. So when you have a past project, this is the place to put a testimonial, a video, or something on what, how has this if, uh, affected the um, community or the community that you serve. Uh, so that's one point. The other point, I don't know which number I'm at now, but um, oh yes, um, number six. Number six is donor management program. Mm -hmm. In, you know, I'll speak to the business community. Um, I've done sales funnels before. And so in a right. sales funnel, you know that if somebody has bought from you before, they are more likely to buy again. And so if I translate this concept to charities, if somebody has donated to you, if you treat them right, they are more likely to donate to you again. And so a donor management program, it doesn't have to be complicated. There are numerous tools for that. And I'm exploring some of them, but basically is when somebody gives to you, you know, there's a couple of emails that should happen. Thank you for giving. And then once you use the funds, um, you want to remind people, well, thanks to your funds, I was able to do this, 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 and that. And then at a later time, you have, now you have that rapport when you could say, um, you've given to us before and you've, you know, your impact has been great. This is what we're doing now. And again, when somebody has given to you and you treat them well, they are more likely to give to you again. And so there needs to be a relationship after the donation has been done. Sometimes I've donated to an organization and I never heard from them. And right. so at least two or three emails that need to happen right after the donation and update. Maybe you're saying, well, thank you for your $50. We've almost reached our goal. We need another, I don't know, $1,000 to reach. Just an update to let them know where you're at. If, right. the time, uh, if there's a time constraint there. And then once you actually purchase or had your event where people were fundraising for, after that event, it's really important to now send it back to the donors and show them the impact of their donation. They need to see where the money went, where the effort went and everything. And I say, I say in terms of uh, money, but it could also be a volunteer. After the volunteer has come, you can say, well, thank you. The kids loved it. This is some of the testimonials that we got. The parents loved it too. Again, somebody's volunteering for you, they are more likely to volunteer again. So that is something that's really important. The last point 
is um, a way to communicate with your base, with um, your supporters and uh, communicate your events. So obviously there's newsletter, blogs, or just an email list. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated, but at least I say once a month, let people know what you've been doing, let people know what, you know, some updates, something that's upcoming. Um, just talk to them in some way. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's uh, these are the seven, seven key requirements that I look for. And if you, again, if you have four of them, that's great. Right. <laughs> and I, it, that's wonderful. Um, and so I will work with you to get to seven. Um, and I should say another point is that I am myself, uh, a nonprofit. And so I am going through, I'm, I'm establishing myself and I'm, I'm in, implementing all these uh, requirements to my own organization. Some apply, some don't. Um, but this is my way of going through that same experience that an organization would go through. And I, it's easier for me to speak to, I have the same experience, you know, I can help you with this and that. But I think um, those seven requirements, whenever an organization I've seen organizations that have these seven and this organization is rolling everything all front. Obviously you need to, have to be much bigger, but one of my goals and what I'm doing now is I'm developing programs around all these seven requirements. Some programs will be free. Some programs will be paid if I need to outsource some of the work, but I understand that I'm talking to the audience is, um, nonprofits and charities and so funds are always an issue and so that's why I do want to have um, uh, free programs as much as possible to help them but that's that's another part of my vision I want to be able to raise the bar and help organization um, implement and automate automate some of these processes because it's the it's all about processes all of them could be um, done once a month once a week just to make sure that everything is there um, and that can help them be successful running the charity, but also fulfill their mission. I love that you are forward thinking as far as, well, hey, if you don't meet these seven or if you don't meet these four, uh, we still want to have some type of developmental process. Because even if you have the seven, uh, things are always changing. So you may still need to learn these things. You may have been doing those seven things really well by accident. And so this could be a really great opportunity uh, to, to learn exactly what you should be doing on purpose. Right. Um, so I thank you for that. Um, one of the questions I have, and it just piques my interest, because you mentioned Canada. Are you open to working with uh, organizations in the United States or yes. from other yes. places? Tell me more yes. about that. Actually, I am global. Okay. Um, if you look on my website, I have organizations in Africa, in the Caribbean, in Europe, in the U.S., and in Canada. Awesome. Obviously, um, when I started this, I wanted to take over the world. Uh, <laughs> but then you got to start somewhere and make sure that things work somewhere and then scale up. And so I have more organizations from Canada just because this is where I'm from. Understood. Um, but um, I'm open to the world. I'm talking to people in Australia right now. Um, people in, I, I get emails from all over the world and we're just going through the process of vetting them and making sure they have, um, they're an organization. Cause I do have people that, you know, um, email me and say, I'm this person and I need money for my family. Well, I cannot help you that way, but if there's an organization in your, na in your neighborhood, you know, that you go to, 
what is that organization? I will help that organization. And then you can go to that organization. Right. So, so that sometimes the conversations are longer um, just because of that. But I'm, I am open to the world. I'm, um, I'm learning. Um, there's a lot of things I don't know. And I pride myself on being resourceful and aligning myself with people who do know. Um, and I'm transparent about it. If I don't know something, I'll find out. Uh, but there are certain things that I do know. And these are the things that I can um, uh, create a program for. But if it's something that I don't know, like I'm really um, learning a lot about the, the landscape in the U.S. But that doesn't uh, change anything. I can still, you can still be added to my website, my directory, and I can still highlight you. If you go on my social media, you'll see I have organizations from all over the world. All over the world. Definitely. So here's something I'm curious about. Is there a situation where you're seeing a lot of repeats where there's a, many organizations are doing, like maybe 20 are doing this exact same thing and hey, maybe you should consolidate. Have you seen that issue come up or is it uh, kind of well-balanced uh, as people are approaching it? Um, good question. Um, I've seen organizations that do the same thing mm -hmm. uh, in the same neighborhood. <laughs> wow. Um, and right now, um, especially during COVID, um, I did have a blog about that where it's time to collaborate, to yes. uh, put your resources together. It just makes you stronger. And at the end of the day, you're still helping. Um, so I've seen a lot of that. I have actually put people in touch uh, people always come to me too with, uh, do you know a person that can do that? Do you know something? So I've become some type of, some type of a resource, which is great, great. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to be known. <clears throat> I'd like to be known for that in the world, if I can say this is my big vision um, that, you know, one day I'd, I'd, I'd be the charity whisperer, <laughs> the Black charities whisperer that, you okay. know, I know how to help people and I understand the different issues. But um, yes, especially during COVID, um, there was a lot of collaboration happening because some people had the people, let's say the volunteers, uh, but no program. And some people had the program, but no volunteers. And so uh, getting together, um, I also promote that. I think there's always a way to uh, put your ideas together um, and to be stronger in the community. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I know from listening to this episode there's going to be uh, a few different tribes that will show up. So you have a, a business who is looking for uh, charities that will be perfectly aligned with what they're doing. You'll have charities who have been around for two years and they potentially could be uh, next up to be featured uh, as part of, uh, of your organization. And then there are people who are hearing this and like, you know what, I need to start a charity and I need to start uh, getting in position and be part of those developmental uh, uh, projects that you're working on. Uh, what is the best route for all three to go about working with your organization? 
so for businesses, this is really great because I've been talking to a lot of businesses right now. So yeah. it's still kind of a one-on-one -on -one thing. Um, I, and I'll be, again, I'm all about transparency. My organization is still growing. It's not complete. So as I see a need, I will implement it on the website. And right now I see that um, a lot of organizations are coming to me and asking me, can you help me um, find an organ um, a charity or a cause? I do the one-on-one -on -one thing. Uh, but okay. at that point, I'll have more, like the conversation that we had today, how I, I kind of defined it, um, I have to add that to my website. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't have to say it. Again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what I'm preaching. You know, instead yes. of having people contact you, you need to put it on your website. Yes. I, I understand I'm, I'm a little bit late on that part, but this is one of my projects. Um, so for businesses, they can go on in the directory and um, they could find an organization, to do a quick search and see if it matches. If um, they want to be more specific and need help, they can always contact me. I will be happy to do so. Also, if they have an organization that they know um, and they want to make sure that they're vetted per se, uh, they can always contact me and I'll find a way to vet the organization and contact them and add them to my website if they can. Also, I do uh, prospect a lot. I used to, not as much anymore because people come to me now, which is amazing. Right. Um, but um, if people know an organization in their neighborhood and they wonder, would they be a good fit for your directory? Please, please email me, let me know. And I will contact them. I do. I want to grow the, um, uh, the directory. Um, so if a business comes to me, either they look on the website or they, they come to me directly for help. Uh, a charity, they can come to me right away or they can look to see the seven requirements. If they have them, if they have work, they have questions, come to me. I'm putting together kind of a, um, an audit. Um, not an audit. Uh, I forgot the word. I did have. Uh, getting the word right now, sorry. Uh, filter? Uh, it's not a filter. Okay. It's uh, evaluation. I had I had a term, okay. but it's basically, um, it's going to be kind of a free evaluation. Okay. So, uh, people can submit their kind of a little bit of information and I vet them and I let them know at the end, you have four, you have five, you can do this and that. And the three that you don't, here are the programs. So this is kind of my sales funnel that I'm working on. I love uh, it. Uh, so it could be automated. Right now, there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one of, or with me and my team. Um, and so an organization can come to me or they can fill out the, the other way is to fill out the, um, the charity uh, registration. It's on the website. And then from that, I have some information and I will do the vetting that way. And if you have the four or the five, then I already have your organization, I your information, I put you on the website, and then I talk to you. If I you do have enough to be featured, great. If you don't, then that's another way. Um, or if you're an organization, you're not sure, just drop us a line. We'll talk with you one-on-one -on -one and see where you are. For uh, the third, what's the third group that you talked about? The third group is, hey, I might need to start a nonprofit and I could use those services to develop over the next two years. So then in two years, I can be part of what you're building. Yes. And so I have a list of questions um, that I can ask for people to kind of align, you know, what problem are you solving? Right. How are you solving this problem? 
um, how do you foresee, what type of events are, um, do you think, are you thinking about? Is it going to be a membership based? Is it going to be event based? Is it going to be workshop based? And now I got to add, is it going to be online? Because a lot of organizations have transferred to online workshops. It works for some people. Some don't, but for a lot, it has worked. That, that uh, way of communicating and uh, being able to, to, to have and host events has been online and it has worked during COVID, during the pandemic. Um, and so I have a, a list of questions just to help you um, figure out uh, the direction you're going. Because again, some people might say, I want to help Black youth, but there's so many ways you can help Black youth. Right. What do you want? Is it career-wise? Is it uh, wellness, mental health? Is it uh, fitness? Is, you know, entrepreneurship? Is it with school, tutoring? There's so many aspects. And with the questionnaire that I have, it kind of helps you kind of streamline a little bit your idea. And then from the, and it also makes you think. It's a little bit, you know, it's, it's a little bit like a business plan. You know, before you start a business, um, you usually fill out the business plan to know, okay, is this going to make sense? Do, am I, do I have everything filled out? And so um, this would be the same type of questions. Uh, to see if, okay, do I have my idea? Do I have the people? And you need to think about this before because you don't want to go into it and then have to stop because some things were not thought of. So, and again, I've gone through it. I have gone through it and I've seeked out help from people who have helped me streamline my idea. And now I'm just giving it back. What I've learned, how that helped me, I'm trying to put it um, again, at some point, this will be a program and it'll be automated uh, as an online program where people can fill out the questions and understand what each question means and how we can help them start. Um, so so that's, that's what I can offer right now. Well, Anik, we, we want to make sure that we say publicly that we want to be an ally for what you're building. So if you have global organizations who need, uh, as part of what their call of action is, is awareness, uh, we want to be a resource where those leaders will come on the podcast, come and speak on the show and right. talk about their mission, talk about what, what they're solving. And uh, maybe that leads to, you know, funding coming in. Maybe it leads to awareness. Maybe it leads to additional strategic partners. But we don't want to just have a conversation with you and say, go support Black charities. But we also want to have uh, the pathway for those black charities to be supported. Uh, yeah. So I want to at least say that publicly, like, hey, please refer them over here. We would love to speak with, uh, especially after you've vetted them. <laughs> that would help tremendously. Yeah. You've already vetted them. They're global. I'm open to local. It just kind of depends on what it is. Right. But definitely if it's global and worldwide thinking, I definitely want to you know, have that conversation. Yes, yes, great. There's also a couple, like, in terms of giving information, um, I don't know if people know that August is Black Philanthropy Month. Really? Yes. So okay. uh, there's an organization, if you um, actually, we're featuring them this week on our social media. Um, I followed them two years, for the last two years, and they um, created that initiative of Black Philanthropy Month. And so they have programs um, this month, or this coming month, um, just educating people on what philanthropy is. Nice. And in terms of P 
people like you and I who just want to help or businesses or as an organization themselves, how to attract um, a philanthropist. Um, so that's an important day. The other day that's really important, that's getting a little bit of um, uh, publicity is August 28th. Okay. August 28th is Giving Black Day. Okay. And so there are organizations that are organizing fundraising, fundraisers for a lot of our, for numerous uh, nonprofits. Okay. This is bigger in the U.S. And I'm telling you right now, I'm making this public on your podcast. My goal, one of my goals, because I have several, I would like this day to be worldwide. I would like August 28th to be a worldwide giving blank day. It's not really known in Canada. It's not really known outside of the U.S. And this would be, and I know that I have to go uh, the UN route uh, to be able to make a day global. And so I'm, you know, it's, it's, in my, it's on my list. I'm putting it out there, but I would, and it doesn't have to be a holiday. I'm not looking for this day. That would be great, actually. Everything <laughs> shut down for August 28th. You know, that would be fantastic. Right. It would be fantastic. And maybe I should put it out there also. Hey, you know, that's what you want. Yes, that would be fantastic. But just one day, I know we have Black History Month, mm-hmm. but let's have, you know, there's Giving Tuesday, there's Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is different days in Canada than in the U.S., but what about one day that unifies us, right? Globally, Giving Black Day. So uh, I, I did not start this day. Uh, there's a lady in the U.S., her name escapes me right now, that sta- started that day. But I, I have, you know, plans to talk to this person to have at least the right to use the name and to do it globally. Maybe we could do it together. Um, but this is an important day that, you know, if we put all the charities together and on that day, the same way they do Giving Tuesday. Right. Giving Tuesday, everybody aligns with it and so on. So, and again, why August 28th? August 28th was the day that Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. So that's Interesting. why it's nice. significant for the U.S. And it's also, I believe, I don't want to say it, but I think it's also the day that Barack Obama not, uh, decided to run for president. He also chose that day, I think. I'm not sure. But definitely uh, the day that Martin Luther King gave uh, a speech. And so it has a significance. And so I'm just putting it out there for people. There is a website called give828.org. Um, and um, that's what it's about. It's 828 is August 28th. And it's organizations that have put themselves together. Um, and people can fundraise for them on that day. Now, this is only in the U.S. And I would like one day to bring this to the world, starting with Canada, the Caribbean, Africa, and then the world. Um, but that would be that would be like my end goal. I think if I get to do this, I'm done. I can retire. <laughs> right? My my job is done. I've you know I've I've done you know I've changed the world somehow. But we got to think big, right? Yes. And the world is so connected today. We got to think big. And so I just you know made it official. You know it's recorded. Yes. Hopefully by, you know, making sure that I put it out in the universe, we never know what happens. Um, But yes, that would be awesome that we have one day where we think about our community and we give for our community. And we're there as, as, you know, Black people globally, we are there. We have Black billionaires, businessmen uh, and women um, giving circles and... um, yeah, this 
this is our time. This is our time, really. Thank you so much, Annie. Uh, just uh, before we go, is there any final thoughts on why giving is important for our community? Um, I will quote Martin Luther King okay. by saying everybody has something to give. Um, you have a talent, you have a passion, you have a skill, um, you have something to give. And whenever you share that talent, that skill, uh, that passion, um, this is how you help the world um, by sharing it. You know, what, what's the saying? Sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. Literally, sharing is caring. And so everybody has something to give. Everybody, everybody does. There's something that you're good at. There's some, it doesn't have something you're good at, but it's something you like. You know, I, I'm a basketball fan. I love sports. And if I can, you know, I did volunteer a few times for basketball clinics for young girls. You know, I play ball too, but this is a passion. You know, I'm not a professional player, but um, this is something that I love um, and I want to share it with people. So that's, that's my message. Everybody, some, some people have money, great. <laughs> some people have time, great, but it doesn't stop there. Some people have a platform. Some people have a voice. Some people have, um, you know, it doesn't stop there. So I, I like people to really look at that. You know, share what you're good at is helping the world. It's serving, you know, a term I, I, I heard is service to others is the way to save the world and put your mark in the world. And I'm, I'm trying to do that, you know, service to others. And so if I can promote that, definitely, definitely. I love that. But you, you open up the door for me to ask this final question. You say you love basketball. Yeah. Who's going to win this NBA championship with this weird tournament and how they're going to do this thing? Who's going to come out on top from this? Listen, you got to be careful with me because when I start talking basketball, I <laughs> to stop. This is my disclaimer. I am a basketball junkie. Okay. I play it. I talk it. I live it. Um, this is another thing for me, but Listen, I'm from Canada. I'm from Toronto. What are you asking? Oh, so you gonna have a that would be back to back. Yeah, we are repeating this thing. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. I like it. I like the confidence. There's, there's a lot of other narratives. The mm -hmm. Lakers, the Clippers, um, you know, Milwaukee. Uh, what's the other team that I thought about? Um, you know, um, Boston is intriguing. Boston is intriguing. Boston is intriguing. That would be fun. That would be yes. There's some teams that are, could surprise you. Um, another team that I started looking at, and I, I like the way they see what you did. I can't stop right now. That's what happens. Oh, who is it? <laughs> uh, the Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a great squad. I don't know if they are championship ready, right? But they are definitely playoff, you know, entertaining ready. And so it'll be very interesting. Yeah, they have tools that they surprise you. Um, every time I see them play, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. The, you know, their center, Jokic, and all the other players. I don't know. It's going to be intriguing, but obviously you know where my heart is. It's going to be Toronto. Um, I think they're ready to repeat mentally, and this would make a great story for them to repeat in this, um, in, in this new basketball. I mean, that's going to be so weird. It's not a home game. It's not a whole away game. Mm -hmm. uh, no advantage there. You know, everybody's playing in the same environment with no fans. That's, that's strange. 
you know, this actually leads me to one last question that does relate to your organization. You know, with, with organizations like the NFL saying, well, we're going to uh, pour more into the Black community, are some of those organizations potential target strategic alliances for your organization when they said, well, where do we put the money at? You can ra- raise your hand and say, well, here's a database. Here's all the, the people right here. Is, is that kind of uh, yes. a goal? Yes. Yes, and and it speaks to one point for me is is that I'm growing, and when I said that I'm scaling up, and now it's twenty four seven. That's what I'm doing. Um, okay. I can tell you that a year ago, sorry, a year ago, I would approach organization and never hear back from them because I might not have been big and big enough. Um, but now uh, people are coming to me, um, and this is a thing that I have to do. Because I'm busy with other things, my team is busy with other things, at some point we are going to be able to approach um, those huge and global organizations, you know, the, the, the Toronto, uh, the Raptors organization, they're doing a lot of different things. Um, and so I've, I've gone to several of their meetings in terms of their foundations, and, and I will approach them. But uh, when you approach organizations like that, you got to make sure that you're solid. So right. one thing that I had to do is I be I reg, I have to be registered. I was not registered and I'm officially registered. Um, and so now that I'm registered, I'm a legal entity and some global organization only deal with legal entity. And so that's, I'm preparing myself to approach them. So there's certain things that I have to do um, to make sure that I answer their requirements. And so that's what I'm currently doing. But yes, you know, the NBA, the NFL, they are all relevant to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, everybody wants to help black people right now. We're, we're hot. That's this is right. it. This is our time. I said it. This is really our time. And so I'm strategically trying to capitalize on it, but I want to make sure that I'm ready that when I go up to them, it's not a, oh, we'll wait and see. No, I'm, I want to, make sure that my organization at all fronts is ready to be uh, able to um, partner with these organizations. And it's just doing my due diligence right now and understanding their landscape and be making sure that I match their landscape. And ex- thank you so much for coming on Black Equity uh, and uh, representing supportblackcharities.com. We definitely look for... I'm sorry, you're right, dot .org, uh, supportblackcharities.org. Uh, thank you again for this valuable conversation. The doors are open uh, to come back and speak with us in the future. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience. Um, I hope that I was able to give uh, great information and definitely this is the start of you know changing the world together it doesn't matter if you're black you're in it you know, i love it you're relevant <laughs> i love it i love it thank you no problem take care another great episode here on black equity podcast make sure you sign up and become a premium member of our community so you can get conversations like this early access early also investment opportunities job opportunities uh, opportunities galore if you want to uh, partner or work with our guest today make sure you send us an email over at black equity network at gmail.com and let's put something together if you want to work with this guest or a guest from an earlier episode, send us a message today. 
Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to presenting a new episode in the future.